those are the ABCs of, uh, of prayer. Uh, so we're going to just uh, start off, uh, invite you to some time of silence around your table, a few minutes of silence, and I'd like you to pray a prayer of indifference. And what I mean by that, the prayer of indifference is a Ruth Haley Barton uh, uh, phrase where we take our agendas and we identify our own agendas that we've come to because we've all come with an agenda tonight and we lay them down before God and say, no agenda. God, what's your agenda for me and for this group tonight? I'm indifferent in terms of what I'm bringing. I want to lay that before the throne and allow the Holy Spirit's agenda to take root in me. So, a couple minutes of silence, identifying your agenda and then laying it down and inviting the Spirit to give you his agenda. So now let's uh, practice the ABCs around our table and let's focus in on the year that has been, the last year that we've experienced as a corporate family and let's give thanks and uh, yeah, just uh, reflect and honor uh, God for what he has done in Jericho in the past year. So take five minutes and spend some prayer giving thanks for the things that he's done in this year. So now let's shift gears in from giving thanks for the year that has been to the year that is coming and the one that we'll be talking about uh, in more detail tonight. But I want to just give you opportunity to ask this Holy Spirit uh, if he would have any words uh, of scripture or uh, a word picture, a vision uh, for Jericho um, for the coming year. So let's take time to just pause and and ask for something like that. And if he provides you with something, then uh, please share that at your table. God, we thank you for inhabiting the thanks and the prayers of your people. We thank you for your faithfulness in this previous year. And Lord, we anticipate and look ahead with excitement what, for what you have for us in the coming year. Would you lead us? Would you find us faithfully in step with you? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we get into the uh, real stuff, other stuff, whatever the stuff is that's coming, that uh, we're going to see a video. Do you want to intro it all? Or? Okay, McCarthy's have sent us a greeting from Papua New Guinea. The craziness of technology. so excited to be able to just chat with you in this way even though we can't be there for vision night um we are currently i just finished initial skills which i was just starting i think last time we chatted and that was a six-week course for translators and uh, that's all done and i'm excited to continue to work with some of those national translators uh, as they improve their english skills which will help their language projects um, and otherwise, I'm home with the kids and then prepping to teach some Science 9 in January. Um, I'm teaching science and uh, the secondary campus still. And uh, yeah, and we've been uh, uh, just starting in the new year. We'll be leading a community group, which is a small group for youth. 
and um, yeah, so we're excited to do that. And the boys are very excited because, and we are too, because my parents are coming to visit us for uh, the Christmas break. So we're really excited for that. Yeah, we've also been really fortunate to be part of a join a Bible study now on Center, and um, it's made up of support workers um, as well as uh, linguists, translators. Um, and it's been really cool to just see the whole process of Bible translation through their eyes as uh, many of them are prepping to send uh, their, their New Testament off to the printer and, um, and just all the things that are involved with that. And it's been really cool to pray through that with them and others who are closer to the beginning of their language project. So uh, thank you so much for your prayers and your support and, um, and just for remembering us. Um, uh, there at Jericho. We miss you guys a lot. Yeah. All right. Boys, can you say goodbye? Bye! Lucy, you say bye-bye. Lucy, say bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, love you guys. Thanks so much for all your support. We miss you. And bye again. And bye again. All right, bye. And bye again. <laughs> oh, awesome. So, uh, Though they couldn't be here in person, they did want to send uh, greetings for Vision Night, and uh, they sent an update as well, which has some of their most recent uh, prayer requests on it. And so make sure you take some time uh, to lift them up to the Lord as God brings them uh, to your mind. Next week, actually, we're going to be, our mission team was talking today, and we're releasing our People and Projects Guide, and we're actually releasing it in a calendar format so we'll have one person and project and ministry that we're connected with each month uh, through the, as we go through the calendar year. And so you'll have that to take home. And then we're going to do cards for our uh, supported workers as well next week. And so come ready to uh, send a message to them. And then we'll bundle that up with the calendar, send it to them so that they know that uh, we'll be praying for them and standing with them in that way. So that's just one other uh, way of connecting and, and taking our prayer time uh, for Global Focus, standing with them in that way. I'm going to ask Ron and Tyler if they'd uh, come up at this time. And we are going to, uh, if you didn't get a package already, if you want it, there's some extra ones back on the uh, table where you checked in there. And then also, uh, if you didn't get a, if you're a member and you didn't get one of the green ballots, maybe head back there now and Wally will make sure that that's checked off and that you're all set. And I'm going to turn the mic over to Ron. All right. Well, first things first, as we do at the each, each and every meeting, is to... Uh, uh, draw your attention to the minutes of our last meeting so that we can have someone. What, what's, what are you doing, Wally? What, what is it? Oh, come closer. Oh, is the lighting bad from there? Is it bad? I know. That's my complexion, Wally. It's just the way it is. May, Meg's getting uncomfortable. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, back up. It's like my buddy used to say, I come from the prairies, wide personal space. <laughs> so, okay, we'll try this again. We'll draw your attention to the minutes of the last meeting, and if you've had a chance to look over those and read those, I will look to someone to uh, move that we adopt those minutes as presented. We won't take the time to read it. Tyler, move. Meg will second. And uh, David, you are, he's got his lap. Look at that guy. Isn't he awesome? Yeah. He's always the guy with the laptop at every meeting. All right. And all in favor? All right. Very good. Carried.
I trust that you've all had a chance to read through the packet, so we're not going to sit here and read it together. It's kind of like when the guy puts the PowerPoint up there and then proceeds to read it to you, and I always wonder why did he put it up there. We're not illiterate. So we're, <laughs> we're assuming that you've read through. Um, for my portion, is there uh, anyone that has any questions that they would like to pose in terms of the update from the elders? We did a lot of work this year. Uh, there was a lot of effort and time put into structure, getting people in the right spots, getting the right people in the right spots, and we feel that we've made a lot of strides in that regard. A uh, lot, lot of things have happened in missions, obviously, too, so we have a lot of things that we could talk about, but are there any things sort of, sort of burning questions that you may have right, right off the top? Oh, you get an easy bunch. It's like the clinic last night. All right. In that case, Tyler, we're going to go right into uh, the financial update, and we'll let you take it from there, okay? All right. Uh, we'll start with an update on uh, 2016 numbers, or at least what we've got so far this year, because the year's not over yet. Um, so there's lots of information in here, as you've seen, about um, rooted and reaching um, as far as our trajectory and plan into the new year. Um, I kind of look back at 2016 in reflection as then know, tilling the ground and soiling and preparing. Um, we, most of you have been around for long enough to know we came out of a interesting period of some transitions and uh, learning and some challenges that we overcame. Uh, and this year we've actually returned to a, a growth trajectory, um, which is exciting news and we're grateful to, to God for his faithfulness and to all of you for your contributions and yeah, just continuing to serve and bless Jericho Ridge. Uh, so 2016, our budget for revenue was 300000 for the year. And at the end of October, we were at 242000 which um, prorated sets us on a course to achieve about 290000 plus or minus by the end of the year. Um, so it is a projected shortfall, but um, in an encouraging note, it's actually a lower projected shortfall than we were looking at earlier in the year. So there's a praise report there. We've had some strong later months in the year. Uh, our expenses for the year were budgeted at 305000 and they're about right on track uh, from where they are. We expect to finish up the year somewhere around three hundred to three hundred five. Um, yeah, and in addition to our general budget giving, we also wanted to note, because it is noteworthy, that there was $43,000 that was given towards Guatemala and benevolence um, projects here outside of general giving. So for, for a not huge group such as we see here tonight, that's quite an accomplishment and we just want to say thank you from the staff and elders here for your, your generosity and contributions here to the work and ministry of Jericho Ridge. And do we, is it right into 2017? Okay, so the 2017 uh, budget and again You've had the package, so we assume you've had a chance to read over some of that information. Uh, so the proposed revenue figure, uh, the way we came up with that, is we took the active giving units that are still at Jericho Ridge here, uh, most of you in this room, and we basically just counted that same number for 2017. We're expecting that if you're at Jericho Ridge and you've been giving actively, that um, unless you let us know, status quo will prevail. And those same numbers will be in 2017. 
And then we took that number and we added uh, projected new giving. So we saw or we're projecting to see a total of about $30,000 in new giving for 2016. And I actually was a little bit conservative on that, um, added that to what we see in active giving in 2016 to come up with our 2017 projection. So our revenue projection for 2017 is 315,000. Um, that reflects, uh, of course, our current space usage. So the LEC is a big ticket item there. Our office space at um, Mufford Crescent there. And of course, our staffing model. And we've also added some areas um, where we're planning on investing. So prayer ministry is one that we haven't invested heavily in the past, but we're wanting to have a big focus on that uh, as evidenced at this meeting and more details in the package there and some prayer training that's coming up. We really want to drill into that this year and our finances are going to reflect that. So we're investing in those areas. Uh, worship also saw some increases and we, we saw increases across the board pretty much because that's what happens with things like rent and taxes, um, copying costs. Expenses go up every year. And so our, our expense projection for the year or budget uh, that we hope to stick to here is 340000 And that leaves us with, you probably if you can do some quick math here or at least look at the, the chart, a deficit budget of $25,000. Um, to some that might seem alarming, but we are also, as I mentioned, we're, we're aware of the season that we've come through of a, a transitional period and we know that we're heading back into that growth trajectory here and we're willing to invest in growing versus trying to scale things back and shrinking our ministries here. And we're able to do that because we have uh, surpluses, uh, well, reserves of $75,000. So the chart there shows a projection. I know this is what governments love to do, so we've given you one here. Um, we didn't want to just suggest that we're presenting a $25,000 budget here and that's our plan going forward. Um, this year is projected to be our heaviest deficit year, 2017 I should say. And then using the same formula that we calculated revenue for this year, moving forward with new giving, um, we show you kind of a two-year or three-year moving projection there of how we get back to a balanced and surplus budget. And yeah, that's our 25,000 deficit this year coming out of our 75,000 reserve. Um, we should use no more than half of our reserve throughout this, or sorry, by the end of um, 2018, we'll still have uh, 25,000 in reserve, and then we can hopefully get back into building our reserves. And of course, we'd love to see things um, exceed our expectations, and we have faith that God can do that, as he has done in the past, uh, but we're trying to balance stepping out in faith with prudence and responsibility as well. So that was the numbers that we came up with here. Uh, does anybody have any questions, thoughts about the 2017 budget as presented? Easy crowd, exciting numbers. <laughs> okay, yeah, Tyler's question was the, there's the largest variances on our salaries. Um, he's quest wondering if that had to do with the associate pastor position. And yes, you're right, that was our single largest area of increase was the senior associate pastor in 2016 was only three quarters of the year moving up to um, a full year salary. So that was a 
chunk that had to be added into the salaries portion. And that also comes with a smaller amount of pastoral support and other expenses that come with that. Yes, good question. I should. <laughs> um, Guatemala, um, Guatemala has been split out of our missions budget. I'm just trying to get to the 2017 proposed budget here. Okay. So previously, we haven't actually included Guatemala in our overall budget. But as I just noticed, that it was quite a, an accomplishment for the church to come up with those additional funds above and beyond our general budgeted giving. Uh, we wanted to include that this year for two reasons. One is a, a praise item to acknowledge that you as a community are giving substantially more than the general amount that we're requesting. And also, in tonight's community, bring it on you in three that they Just while we're kind of poising, po pouring over something here, um, I meant to do this earlier, but for I assume that most of us here know who our elders are. But just in case you're a little bit newer and you maybe you go, ah, I didn't know that. Uh, David is one of our elders. Curtis is one of our elders. Sorry, we haven't voted on David yet. Yeah. Wow. Until the end of this meeting, he's still officially. As evidenced by the note-taking going on over there. Um, and, of course, Tyler. And then we have ex-officio members, which include our pastors, uh, Wally and, uh, and Brad. Um, uh, and, and I always like this because I was a youth pastor. This is to not say that you are not a pastor, because you are. But he doesn't sit at the elders' table, so there you go. Yeah, exactly. It's, there's, there's something about Thursday night youth going till midnight and then coming to a 5.30 meeting that just kind of excludes you right there. Uh, and then we've had Lauren Epp uh, sitting uh, with us as a strategic advisor for the last year, and we'll be talking a little bit more about El uh, Lauren's role going forward yet, too. But Lauren is sick tonight, yeah. He had the flu going through his house, and he kind of felt that the prudent thing to do would be to not give it to all of us. So we really want to send out our blessing to him in that regard and thank him for that. I think another thing to mention about the Guatemala and the rationale as to why we've included it in the budget line this year is really we know that we're going to do it every year, but we often don't signal that very clearly to you because it sits in its own fund and so therefore we're raising money for the general fund and then the Guatemala fund is over here and it's, an, it's a cost neutral, so whatever we raise, we're always sending. There's been a surplus every year. So what we felt was that we weren't doing a great job at signaling to you the things that were core commitments to us at Jericho. And then what happens is we stand up and say, oh, hey, we're going to raise money for this. And then a few weeks then uh, down the road, we stand up and say, oh, hey, we're also raising money for these people too. And then, oh, we're raising money for this. And so the net 
of that then becomes that it feels a little bit unfocused. Like, did you guys know you were going to ask us for money for Guatemala when you started the year in January? Because if you knew, it would have been nice to know so that I could start to begin to ask God in faith if he wanted me to give towards that. And so what we're trying to do is better signal the things that we intend to stand up and say, hey, would you give towards these things? And we do that by putting them as a part of our budget line so that we're all clear on that. And so we want to get a little bit more disciplined about that so that it doesn't feel like we're kind of uh, uh, every six weeks standing up and asking. Because then what ends up happening is people keep a little bit of money in the back pocket and just think, just in case they get some really exciting missions project or something going on, I may want to give towards that. And then they hold back from giving towards other things that we know we want to do, like Guatemala and general budget. So does that help a little bit to clarify that? Sandy? Uh, the fund covers all of it. Um, they, I've been to Guatemala, so they're encouraged to fundraise the entire amount. If they don't, then they can come up with, I'm assuming this is correct still, they can come up with the balance themselves. But it, yeah, it doesn't come out of general budget. That's a separate fund. And as Brad just mentioned, there's always been a surplus in there that carries over to the next year, or we get to distribute uh, above and beyond what we were planning for, you know, extra food packs or... Uh, just briefly, just to let you know, for the team that we and the project, even though this is one big lump sum, uh, all team members going, they are responsible for their team costs or their personal costs, um, fundraising it or or um, paying for it themselves. And like Tyler said, we encourage them to to do part of like both, so that they're telling their friends about it and drawing them into. The, you know what God is doing there, and then of course um, raising some on their own, and some sometimes as kids that have had lemonade stands and raised funds, and then there's the projects which are the houses. Those are big ticket items, the wheelchairs, and we pay for it in uh, U.S. dollars usually. So these are all big things, and so that can come from Jericho Ridge uh, members and as well as community members. So that's all lumped together into that one number. So there's some responsibility on the, on the part of the team members. And then as a church, we're saying we're supporting this too. Yeah, that's kind of why we still have it split out here because we didn't want to have any assumptions that, well, if you don't fundraise enough, it'll just come out of the general revenue budget. Uh, that's not the case. It's always funding, right? There's a separate. There's still a separate account for uh, for Guatemala, specifically. And if there's a surplus, and I believe there is some money there right now, Curtis, correct? Uh, and it sits there for next year, and that's sort of a running start or a head start on next year. So that does carry forward to the next year. That's right. That's the overall target for the year. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, Curtis um, 
writes that budget, probably with Sue help. <laughs> um, they know who's coming on the team and what they're planning to do, how many food packs, how many houses, how many wheelchairs, and that's they come up with a budget in advance for the number of team members and what they need to include there. So that covers that. The rent has gone up and our permissive tax exemption was less than we were expecting. Um, yeah, this year we were expecting it to be more. First we started with not expecting any and then it got better because we knew we were getting some and then it turned out to be less than we were expecting so it got worse for a projection but still better than it was in the past. <laughs> a long answer there. <laughs> My understanding of it. <laughs> Any other questions or thoughts about the 2017 proposed budget? So before we actually have the affirmation of the budget, uh, and this is deliberate, we wanted Brad to uh, uh, take us through the strategic planning for 2017 because really a budget doesn't just sit as a budget, it's to do something and it's for the purpose of something. We want to actually achieve some goals in 2017. And of course that takes vision and it takes planning. And uh, we'd like to have Brad outline that for us for 2017 before we go into affirming the budget. Um, so if you flip to page nine on in your packet, it has a one page kind of a summary which we've gotten in the habit of reflecting out and trying to capture a little bit visually for you some of the things that we feel like uh, that God has put in front of us to accomplish. So one of the things that we've spent time and invested time doing together over the course of the last 18 months is really asking the question like, God, what do you have for us to do? Uh, what are you putting in front of us that is unique to Jericho and that we need to be about actively seizing opportunities. How would we go about articulating that? And so uh, working in, in community, we developed those three to five year plans and priorities where we talked about things like we want to have right policies, procedures, and processes, right people in the right places, strengthening communication, storytelling, spiritual formation, and growing deeper in prayer, worship, and dependence on God. So the challenge then is, when you look at a given calendar year, knowing that obviously the Lord's not limited by, oh, January 1st, they're going to all of a sudden start being excited about prayer or spiritual formation. Um, but what emphases do you put in given seasons? And so one of the things that struck me looking at this uh, and the way that we've articulated it here is that we've actually articulated it in a way that, you know, kind of makes sense to us as North Americans. We've, we've put one, two, three, four, five, but what it actually communicates is not quite what our heart is in 2017, because if you look at it this way, and I do apologize for using Santa, reindeer, and snowmen to communicate deep spiritual truths to you, but um, if you look at those as a list and think, oh, okay, the first and most important thing must be to Jericho getting right policies, procedures, and processes in place, because they put that at the top of the list. 
I mean, the challenge with that is that if we build on that and make that our primary emphasis, we'll be very, very well organized. We'll have all kinds of stuff going right. But is that the foundational and most important thing that we want to be about? And so you remember back in the summer, we were doing our uh, wisdom series. And so we built a wall of wisdom and we made all of these blocks and we kind of built them and put them in, in order. Whoops, that's the wrong one, wrong way. Um, and so I thought, well, we do a Christmas edition of that and do our 2017 kind of plan and priority. So we've got those five things. But really, that in a lot of ways, that bullet list is completely upside down. So if you actually started with right policies and had a church that had every policy just anchored down, nailed down, and everything was fantastic, but there was no dependence on God, that would be a big problem. And so when we talked about these five things and said, okay, as elders, how do we want to actually organize them for the calendar year for 2017? Like, what do we feel like God would call us to be stepping into first in this? And we said, you know what, as we spent time around the board table and we were praying and we were discerning and listening to the Lord and sharing scriptures together, one of the things that came out of that was Colossians chapter 2, verse 7. And Colossians 2, 7 says, let your roots go down deep into him and let your lives be built on him. And then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. And so we were captured with that phrase of, of roots and of being rooted and well-rooted and being wisely established in this season in the life of Jericho. And so we thought, you know what, if we're going to emphasize anything and we're going to be rooted, we're actually going to start with number five and make that the very foundation that we build on, growing deeper in dependence on God and in prayer and in worship. And so one of our core emphases for 2017 is prayer and growing in prayer. And it's something that, you know, for me, I've thought for a number of years, you know, if I could do, you come into the new year and you think, what's the one thing that would make a big difference in my life, spiritually and in every category of my life? I think it would be prayer. You know, I should totally pray more in this next year. And then as I move into it, I think, well, what happens for me is I don't put any, a lot of structures in place to actually help do that. And so we've talked about the fact that, you know, one of the things in our budget is our prayer budget has gone from like zero <laughs> to, you know, a significant budget item for us because we actually think that we want to invest significantly in putting some structural pieces in place. And so we, we had a time together last month with the elders, all of our ministry leaders and staff, uh, and we had John come in who preached on Sunday morning, John Smed with Prayer Current. And John's been working with churches now for 15 years. And he said, if you really want to have a heart for prayer, I've screwed this up in about 200 churches. And so now it's been figured, I've figured it out, how to, <laughs> how to work at it. So you guys have the benefit of me, you know, flubbing it up for 15 years. And now actually a lot of churches, including Redeemer Church in New York City and the Church Planning Network here in, in our country, C2C, and others are really figuring out how do you actually make prayer a priority and not just pay it lip service. And so we're going to step into that uh, in 2017 and beyond. And so we're going to have, I want you to get your calendar out 
and block off Saturday, the 21st of January. And we're going to start right away into the new year in January with a morning together in prayer. And John's going to come and lead us. And just give us a bunch of, one of the things I found so helpful when he was with us is just some very simple ways of thinking and talking about developing more of a culture of prayer and how do we actually go about doing that. And so the 21st of January, uh, block that out in your calendars and then we'll begin to walk together into 2017 with that. And then we're going to do our small group focus coming out of that time then uh, a book called Seven Days of Prayer with Jesus, which is really just walking through the Lord's Prayer. And then I'll be preaching on that on Sunday mornings and devoting time for us to pray uh, intentionally in specific ways together. And so that's going to be the foundation for us for 2017. And we're just going to say we're going to press in to really learning how to pray, both together and then individually as well. And it sounds very basic, and it really is, but I think that if we look back, uh, if we try and, and rush ahead and sort of build all of these other priorities into place, the danger is that the foundation can be wobbly because it's not rooted in trust and dependence on God and what God is speaking to us. And so just even the things that we were praying around our table and actually learning to listen and say, God, what are the pictures you're giving us? What are the, as we look and talk about the future, what does that mean and look like? So then we're going to continue in our emphasis on spiritual formation and layer that right in uh, in 2017. And one of the things that we want to be aware of is that um, we've been in a season now as a community for 11 years, building, growing, strengthening, and many people have been serving and really working hard at the tasks and assignments that they God's been giving to them. And we want to make sure that you hear quite clearly from us that at Jericho, we value your growth and your development and your connection with God far more than what you do for this church and institution. And I think we can get into bad habits in seasons of rebuilding and development where you just kind of put the pedal to the metal again and we move forward. And that comes at a cost to people because they feel like, oh, great, the machine's just firing up again and they need me for all this kind of stuff. And so we've said as elders, you know what, we want to be very intentional in 2017 about making sure that we're not just talking about, yeah, yeah, prayer, dependence on God, but we're actually caring and thinking very intentionally about how you are doing spiritually and growing and developing spiritually. And so we want to honor those that are serving well. And we said, what would it look like if we actually had an intentional conversation about health with every single person who's serving at Jericho Ridge and said, how are you feeling these days about your capacity? Are you overextended? Are you involved in too many things? What can we help you step back from? How can we help you say no? Because what sometimes happens is, you know, you're serving and you think, oh, great, okay, you know, I signed up for this thing and it's going to go till the end of this calendar year. So, And then after that, I'm done, you know. And then if they email me anymore or call me and say, will you serve anymore? I'll just want to, I don't want to, I don't want to do that anymore. And so, it's like um, we want to actually take a proactive step and say, hey, that's not how we want to actually move forward into the future as a community and just sort of cycle through this sort of endless, repetitive kind of motions of ministry. And of course, you're going to sign up for another year. We want to say, hey, hey, how are you doing spiritually? And is any area that you're serving in actually creating conditions in your soul that are unhealthy 
because you're just sort of pedal to the metal. You're motivated by guilt. You're motivated by, oh, I like that person. I guess they asked me to serve with them. I fine, I'll do it. You know, but we really want to be intentional about building on a solid foundation and making sure that we're moving at a pace that's appropriate for our not doing damage to the spiritual health of the individuals in the life of Jericho. And so we're going to initiate that conversation, and it may be that that will create some short-term pain for us, and we'll say, ooh, we may be doing too many things. We may not have the resource base currently, people-wise, to do the ministry that we're actively doing. All right, what do we need to figure out and scale back on? And so that might create some challenges for us in a short term. But in the long term, as an elders team, we're convinced that we'll be healthier as a community if we do that. And just say, you know what, we're going to let that lie fallow for a season. We're not going to go at that hard. We just don't have the people resource, and we don't feel that we're called into that right now. And so we want to make sure that we're honoring the resource base that God has given to us and not just trying to outpace it and just churn through a whole bunch of activity frenetically. So that's why we're putting that second. And then the third thing, we want to strengthen communication and storytelling. And so we're seeing some evidence of this already with stories incorporated into Sunday mornings. And thank you so much, Muriel and Sandy, again, for sharing with us this morning. I think it knits us together in a way uh, that's powerful and that helps us really and challenges us, too. I went home just wonderfully challenged by the stories and things that you reflected out in your journey. And so we're going to keep at that process and make sure that we tell stories well and in a variety of different ways. And then making sure, obviously, that we have the right people in place. And we were, as we were praying around our table, saying just I'm thankful to the Lord for the people that he's brought into places of leadership uh, thinking about, you know, this time last year, we were, Wally and Sylvia weren't, weren't with us and leading, and Chris wasn't leading in the area of, of worship ministries. And so we have some real strength that people have stepped in. We still have some gap areas that we need to fill. Front lines is one of those. And we have a few ministry leaders that really need some, some stronger support in their areas, like Darwin. If you want to help with media, that's our number one area of need right now. And so you can talk to him uh, and step into that if you can help with that. Uh, and then putting the right policies and procedures and processes in place. And a lot of that work is stuff that happens behind the scenes for the long-term health of Jericho. But we want to make sure that we're building in the right sequence on that foundation. So that's kind of what God's laid on, on our hearts uh, for 2017. And, you know, in some ways it sounds like, okay, is that really, you know, sexy or inspiring us into the future? And we said, you know what, basics and caring for people well if we don't do those two things well, like we really have no business rushing into all kinds of other exciting, dynamic ministries. We need to really make sure that we're hearing the Lord carefully and that we're honoring and walking with the gifts that He's given to us in this community. And out of that, I think will come dynamic and exciting things that God gives to us to do as we walk and keep in step with the Spirit instead of running ahead of Him in any way. So that's the things that God's put on, on my heart, at least for 2017, as we look to the future. Nothing happens without prayer. So if God's going to build the church, God's going to build the church. But you talk to anybody that's ever built anything that grew, we started by praying. And it just seems to be a recurring theme. And, and we feel strongly as elders that if... Uh, if we're, we're about to see just how foundationally good that prayer base is, eh? There we go. 
All right. For the sake of the tape, Brad just piled up five boxes that were higher than him. All right. So I hope that kind of makes sense, that, that here's the things that we want to be doing in ministry. They're outlined in the budget. The budget is a reflection of what we want to accomplish as Jericho Ridge. And so from that standpoint, unless there's more questions that you have about the budget after what Brad has shared, the way we do it here at Jericho is just simply have an affirmation of the budget with a show of hands. So if you, I will then call for that. If you affirm the budget as presented for 2017, uh, then please raise your hand. That is carried. All right, for this next part, uh, the affirmation of elders. Uh, the elders are, are uh, appointed for a two-year term, but they're affirmed every year. So, oh, pardon me, they're affirmed every two years, pardon me. Oh, otherwise, I'd be up. Uh, yeah, okay, it was a long drive, just for those of you who know where I came from anyway. Um, it's a two-year term with a six-year maximum. So at, uh, we have two elders that have now served for two years, and we are then going to affirm them for an additional two years. That is to say, uh, David McFarland and Tyler Schachter. So if I could have, this is done by, uh, uh, by ballot. Uh, so could I have two scrutineers, please? Because I will need somebody to hand these out. If, uh, okay, and one more. Did I have another hand? Right, oh, Sue, okay, thank you. Okay, if you, could, if you guys could get, grab the ballots, do you know where they are? Do you have them? Oh, you already have them. Okay. Well, it's a simple yes or no question. So uh, are both the names on the ballots? I haven't even seen one. Yeah, yeah. So really what we're doing is which one do you like better and who has the better hairstyle? I don't know. I just, no. Uh, it's just simply, uh, what does it look like so I can tell you what to do here? Oh, yeah, reaffirm. Okay, it's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? What did I say about being illiterate earlier? Yeah, there you go. Okay. So please uh, fill out your ballots, uh, fold them in half, and if you could give them to the scrutineers, uh, they will then... Yeah, I do need one, yeah. She's taking pictures of us. And we'll leave it to the scrutineers to count the uh, ballots, and we'll announce that at the end. It's sort of a foregone conclusion, I think, but we'll see. Oh, boy. Okay, 
just laughing because Brad has to cue me on everything up here, it seems. I'm, I'm a little tired. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, the drive wasn't the problem. It was the, you know, 2 a.m. thing last night. Um, this year, uh, okay, let's go back a little bit. Every seven years, a pastor is entitled to a sabbatical, according to our system and our, our, uh, our conference. Thank you. Please, please edit this later. This, this recording thing is going to really bite me. All right. In our conference, our pastors are entitled to a, a three-month sabbatical every seven years. Brad went a, a full 10 years before he got his first sabbatical. So, and it was always like, well, can you wait one more year? Can you wait one more year? That's kind of how it went for a little bit. And finally, after 10 years, he got his sabbatical. And then uh, with the understanding at that point, if you could wait till 10 years, we won't wait, make you wait the full seven the next time around. We'll, we'll do it at six. So anybody that's kind of keeping track and, you know, counting on your fingers, you're going, but it's only been six since the last one. That's right. It has only been six. But we want to honor the agreement that we had that after six that we would honor him with another sabbatical. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with sabbaticals or it's not part of your everyday reality, it's not an extended holiday. It is anything but a vacation. But it is a time of renewal for the pastor. So it's a time for him to go off study. Uh, in fact, Brad is outlined, you know, he's a pretty outlined guy. He's got every week, every day kind of planned. I suspect maybe Meg's in the background there doing the, some of that, but uh, but he has a very good plan for how he'd like to spend his sabbatical. Uh, some of it here at home, some of it in other places uh, around the world. Uh, there's uh, even a Tanzania component in there. There's uh, 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 some time in California in there as well. Uh, but they will be around. It's not like they're not going to be here with us. Uh, they're just doing other things, and we're giving him a break from typical pastoral duties uh, so that he can come back from that recharged, re-energized, uh, and not just Brad, both of them, because face it, pastoring, is it, it affects your family. It's, it's more than just a job. It's in something entirely other. Uh, it's a ministry. It's a lifestyle. It's a calling. And so it carries with it uh, some stresses and some weight that a typical uh, job very often doesn't. And for that reason, uh, it's important to take care of our staff in that way. And so, yes, it's been six years, and yes, it's time, and it'll be from May 15th to August 15th of this year. Have I left anything out? Huh? Pretty succinct, wasn't it, for a guy who only slept four hours? Okay. All right. So that will be happening this year. That is all, you know, still part and parcel of the budget. For those of you who have questions, yes, we do pay him during this time because it's not a holiday. Uh, and even if he was on holiday, we would still pay him. But anyway, um, it, is, it is our hope that Brad then uh, has a much more uh, a, of a possibility of a, an extended time here at Jericho. We don't want a pastor that just goes, okay, that's it. I'm burnt out. I got to go. And that's kind of what we want to do is make sure that we have these guys around for a very long time. And uh, we're counting on it. We love it. All right. Do we have the scrutineers back? And the results? Do we have a drum roll? Oh, okay. Any, before we do that, uh, do you have any questions about the sabbatical in any way? Anything that you'd like to ask that I didn't make clear? This is an easy crowd, man. You guys are great. Yes. 
Yeah, Brad, uh, the question is, you know, uh, um, in terms of the, what the schedule looks like for Brad's sabbatical, uh, it looks fairly packed. Uh, and there's uh, the, the idea of reflection and just calm reflection, looking inward, uh, whether there's enough time in that schedule for it. Uh, Brad did have to present this to the elders board and get their take on it. And uh, it's still not what I would consider. I mean, this is, this is probably how things will, will fit together. Uh, but the elders do then in turn say, hey, you know, well, we kind of get maybe a sense that maybe this, you need to adjust that or whatever. So that, that is part of what the elders board does look at. And uh, we do recognize that Brad has a, an extraordinary amount of energy for, uh, you know, someone his age. <laughs> I could, I'm the one who gets it at the elders table all the time. So there you go. Just couldn't resist. No, uh, Brad has a higher capacity for a lot of high energy, high activity items. And so that wasn't, that was certainly part of the discussion in terms of, you know, what, what does this look like and is it, is it the right thing, is it a healthy thing? Uh, and so where someone might say, you know, it's not a lot of reflecting time. Uh, yeah, you gotta consider who's going. And, uh, you know, he starts chewing at the couch if he doesn't have anything to do. Those of you with dogs are laughing, right? Okay. Any other questions about the sabbatical? They will be around. I would just want to reiterate that. They won't be totally gone for three months. They'll be around. You won't miss them forever. Okay. Scrutineers. What do you got? Big thumbs up? Big thumbs up for both. Okay, so we have affirmed both elders, Tyler and David, for an additional two years. <laughs> and he's going, 5.30. <laughs> okay. For those of you who don't know, do we need a motion for that? We do. Okay, a motion to destroy the ballots, please. Dale, seconded by Curtis. Okay, or, or Meg, if you want two seconders. All right, all in favor? And please destroy them. All right. They're laughing at me. I don't know what they're laughing at. How do you destroy them? Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Preferably some way that won't set off the fire alarm. I hope that uh, some of our informality is okay uh, with you guys. I'm, I'm not a very formal person, obviously, but... Um, it's really neat to see how Jericho is a family, and we act like it. Uh, it's great. It's you. It's really, really, really special to be part of this family. I have to admit. So, uh, thank you for uh, kind of chuckling along and laughing. And uh, we know it's serious business. We're talking about our plan for the future and what God has for us. Uh, but we also think God has a little bit of a sense of humor too. So, after all, He made us. Yes, <laughs> as evidenced by the elders board, yes. Okay, all right. Um, let's pray together, please, uh, to adjourn. Uh, we started with prayer. Our focus for this year will be prayer because that is foundational to everything we do. We want to make prayer something where it's our first response to things. So at the in a service, somebody says, you know, I had something happen to me this week. Let's have our first response be prayer. Let's pray about that. And so to reflect that now, let's pray together about this coming year and about this meeting. Thank you.
Father, we just want to lift up all these uh, uh, plans, the, the money, the, the whatever else that we kind of put together here. We believe it's from you. We believe you've been directing us in this way. And we want to uh, lay that all at your feet and ask that you would uh, uh, further guide us through 2017 as we dig into uh, building a prayer foundation here at Jericho. I pray that you would uh, continually bring to us, to our minds, uh, not only individually, and, but corporately, uh, the things that we should be praying about. And, uh, and keep us mindful of, of each other's needs and uh, uh, people that are going through things. Bring us, bring, just keep bringing to our minds, as Jericho people, others that in our midst that need prayer and need our help. So, Father, we do lay all this at your feet. We ask that you would... Thanks, Brad. Um, Father, we do pray for, for the people that, uh, that are out there on our behalf, on your behalf, uh, that are part of our Jericho family, uh, missionaries that we have in place. Uh, to, that, to that end, could I ask maybe that we have uh, the missionaries that are in our midst here come forward with us. Let's lay hands on you as well, and, and let's pray for you guys. Uh, Daryl, Jody, uh, Allie. Steve, sorry, Gary and Betty, sorry, thank you. I'm hard of hearing, obviously. Lindsay, where are you? Okay. Isn't this neat? Like we we've, we've got people globally, and we've got people locally. It's it it's it's just such clear evidence of doing exactly that which we're instructed to do. You've seen that uh, in the budget, I'm, I'm assuming you've read it carefully, but you've seen reflected in the budget that we are uh, supporting uh, in different ways. We're supporting uh, all of these people right here, and some of them are new for this year. Allie and Steve are new for this year. Uh, there's support going to uh, to Daryl and Jody this year, which is new. Uh, so there's, yeah, well, yeah. One of them's ongoing. One of them's uh, a one-time gift uh, for this year. But there's different levels of support. There's different ways of supporting our missionaries. Money's only one thing. Uh, prayer is the other. Uh, and and really, when it comes down to it, that's that's what's going to make the biggest difference anyway. So uh, let's pray for you guys. Father, we thank you for the ministries that are represented here. We thank you for uh, uh, the ongoing work that you continue uh, uh, to take uh, to uh, that you continue on in in our society around us, uh, not only abroad but right here. We thank you for the local impact uh, that these missionaries here have had. We thank you for uh, their servant heart, for their attitude, which has been to serve others. We thank you for the selflessness that they've shown, that they've just said, God, what is it that you want me to do if you want me to work here and, uh, and, and serve people uh, near me? I'll do that. If it serves uh, people uh, abroad, I'll do that. We thank you for the way they've been so uh, willing to step out in faith and say, God, just use me in whatever way that you want. We pray for your protection over them. We pray that 
the enemy would not have any footholds in their life, that you would cover them uh, with the blood of Jesus, that you would uh, guard their, uh, their hearts, their minds, guard their relationships, guard the people that they work with, guard them. I pray that you would encourage them daily, that they would not lose heart, that they would not lose uh, 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 that heart, that willingness to, uh, to continue on, that they wouldn't become discouraged. So, Father, encourage them in that way. I pray that they would know always that they have our support, that we're standing there with them, that uh, we pray for them, we cover them, and we ask that you would continue to, uh, to guide and to bless them. We thank this. We thank you for this, Lord, in your name, Jesus. Amen. You know, we, at, around the elders' table, we often talk about how uh, we have a high level of engagement at this church. And I think just that many missionaries in this smaller room, that's pretty good, isn't it? And I think just everybody here is involved in some way, either on a Sunday morning or in other ways, uh, supporting Jericho. So I'd like to thank you, for really. Like with, We can't do this individually. Uh, this church really comes together. It's really, really neat to see. So love you guys. And with that, we will adjourn. Uh, feel free to stick around and have a cup of coffee. I think coffee's still on. Um, I made a very deliberate attempt to not talk about CFL or disclose any results from the game today. Tyler, don't say anything. I'm sure you're TiVoing at home too, right? I know Tyler and I are kind of disappointed that the Bombers didn't make it there this year, but it uh, would have been a better game if they would have been there. That's all we're going to say. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's part of the plan for 2017. Thank you all for coming. Good night.